Welcome to Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. All right. Hi, and welcome to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I'm really excited today to have my guest, Chantelle Chanel, founder of Sweet Stylist Society and salon and suites owner. So I would be so excited to hear a little bit about more about you. I'm sure you can describe what you do better than I can. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. Of course, I am Chantelle, and I'm a hairstylist of 10 years, and I am located, um, have an ownership of a salon and a suite in the south part of Texas. And so I am also a hairstylist business coach, um, just helping stylists that's coming from or transitioning from a commission-based salon or a booth run salon into their own suite. So that's a little bit of what I do, Jody. I love that. When we've been in the industry for as long as your 10 years, I'm even longer. I've been, I was born into a salon basically. Um, but I love hearing about the beginning. So where did your career start? How was your first day of cosmetology school? Oh, wow. Um, if I could think about just where I started, period. First of all, Jody, I didn't want to do hair. I did. Um, that's so interesting. <laughs> I did not want to be there. I said, you know what? I, I've done hair since a child. Like, you know, of course, the little neighborhood kids. And mm-hmm. I've always had my experience, got my hair combed every week, uh, dreaded that, 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 that moment at times, but um, I didn't want to do hair. And so when, how I got into hair school, I actually was a college dropout. I went to college and I was like, you know what? This is not for me. I, I'm I'm used to, I am such a people person. I love being active. I love having my hands on stuff. I am not the book building and martyr type girl. <laughs> so uh, I actually dropped out of college and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I think I could do hair. I started doing hair in college more, you know, just coming up with innovative styles. So I was like, let me just go and do it. Um, and my first day of cosmetology school, I was just excited, excited to be there, ready to take up on this new, you know, the new industry. And actually, to be honest, I initially thought in my mind that it was going to be too many people in the industry that I wouldn't be successful. Yes. Oh, that's so relatable. I think sometimes like when you're starting in the industry, you see all these like, you know, those really big industry names and you're like, oh, like that, that's so it's inspiring. But like a part of us, I think is like, oh, no, that's not going to be me. So it's so funny that you say that because I remember you know, I remember a lot of my friends in hair school saying like, oh, I'm just doing this as a backup plan. You know what I mean? Not not yeah. actually thinking that it could become a like a really, really successful career. But obviously now we know different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I thought it was like just, well, I think I, I really thought that it was like, um, how would you say it? Um, 
I thought there was too many people in it. So I was like, well, this is a well-rounded area of career where there's tons of people in it and I won't be successful. But it's everybody, it's everybody has the client for them. Right? Totally. So I, you know, I'm so grateful that I decided to say yes to the to to, to this career because I don't know. And then really feeling like, because I was one that felt like I was maybe a little slow. (laughs) It sounds funny. (laughs) On the slow side when it came down to like, okay, math, English, all of that, right? But I could use my hands. So it it wasn't really that I was slow. But in my mind, I'm like, "Mm, this is not for me, right? So I'm grateful that I came across this. And I, I really love this industry. Like, I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, I totally agree. It's so inspiring to see the possibilities within the beauty industry. So tell us a little bit about where you are in the industry today. I know um, just a little bit more of that background. So what is it? What does your week look like? What is your day to day? How many days are you in the salon? Um, how many days are you coaching? What does that look like? Oh, wow. This is so funny. Um, because when I first started the salon, let me tell you, if you just start now, I say be encouraged. You know, you will build and it takes time and patience and endurance. But it didn't take me. Oh, it didn't take me overnight, but it didn't take me long either. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we had the benefits 10 years ago to have Instagram and Facebook. And so I really used that to my advantage in my small little town. So you can build a six figure business. In a small town. That's very, I really want to highlight that. But today, 10 years later, what my business looked like before, um, actually, I, you know, I want to just start by saying this and then I'll get into that. That's okay, Jody. I want to start by saying when I came into the salon, I actually had five clients my first week. And I literally still have my actual calendar that says like the five clients that I wrote written down 10 years ago. Because I've always wanted to keep, keep that because I want to rem- remind myself of where I come from. Oh, I love so that. I had those five clients and I was really, I'm going to be honest with you. I was really a little bit nervous. because I was like, well, maybe I won't build that clientele. But when I got into it, um, I loved it and I took care of my clients, that client experience. And so I built from five clients and to working literally what's Five days a week doing 80 heads a week, Jody. That's how many heads I was doing a week. Wow. Like, I went from having 80 heads a week, and I'm not lying. I'm not even over-exaggerating. I had to hire assistants. I had two assistants, one in the salon, one taking my books. I mean, I had to, you know, level up. And so in the small town I was in, I was doing new and innovative things, right? So everybody wanted to come to me. So what that looked like, I was very over, I was over, overextending myself. Like I was a machine. And so I was going to be here a, a, a week. So fast forwarding, I started like scaling my business. Okay. I don't need to work so hard. I need to try to do something different here and try to set myself up. Well, at that time I'm having 80 heads a week. So what does that mean? When you have overbooked, that means you need to go up a little bit, right? Yeah. You need to make yeah. sure that you, you know, push those prices up a little bit. So I did that. And so that shit it off some of that 80 to 60, right? So that's not enough. So I continue and I went up a little bit more and it shit it off, right? So, and I began to look at my life and I said, wow, I'm so busy. I had a breakdown. My, my body started breaking down literally. And I'm like, at the time, probably like 27 years old, 26 years old. I had been in business like six years at that time 
or five years. I can't remember the exact number, but I remember my body breaking down. Literally, I had to take off Jody for like two weeks. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? I have to change my life, right? So it's not sustainable. You can't run your body like you're a machine, you know, because you're looking at the money, 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 and it's not sustainable. So I was like, okay, God, what am I going to do? And so I started scaling back. And so now what it looks like now for me 10 years later, I work three days a week. I do six to eight heads a day, maybe, you know, and still able to make six figures a year, still able to run a salon, these type things, you know, so I have the experience of coming from a hairstyle assistant all the way to where I'm at now. So it's been beautiful, a beautiful journey. Oh, I love that too. Cause it's like, I think at the beginning of this, you said like people who are just getting into the, into the industry should be encouraged. And I, as I was listening to your story, it just seems like such a beautiful evolution and to be able to, you know, transform what you're doing in that way and being self-aware enough, I think is the lesson in that because so many of us, you know, we think, uh, and and I think it's, it's an industry-wide thing. It's like more people in the chair, more heads, more, you know, more, more, more. And that's not always the way to grow because you can't really sustain that long-term, which is something that you experienced. Exactly. Exactly. So not long-term at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's so funny, actually, because I, uh, before I went independent, I actually had a really similar thing where I had to take off a couple weeks, too, because of an, like a, a weird like nerve thing. And it was just from doing too much. And that was actually my wake-up call as well. So we are totally parallel in that. Yeah, definitely. And it's so funny that you said the nerve thing because... I when I look back, anxiety attacks. Like that's why it's so important to be be self aware and see your body changing because you're overwhelmed and you're taking too much upon yourself. And you know us as women, we can do a lot. Like you can literally have your child crying in the back. You're working on a business and you wash your clothes and you're on the phone with your mama taking care of her bills. (laughs) Totally. And sometimes like, we have this superwoman mentality because God made us that way. Like we could do so much at one time yeah. and you have to literally scale back and look at your life and, you know, okay, what am I doing and how can I adjust and still make the same amount or maybe mm-hmm. close or make more, you know, and, and have peace of mind and a stress-free life, right? Yes. And that's the key, right? It's like your whole, you have to look at your life as a whole sometimes. and you know, just because we can, you know, because we have the ability doesn't mean we should (laughs) with the multitasking. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just really excited about, you know, this conversation that we're having because it's very needed, very needed. I couldn't agree more. So what prompted you to start your Sweet Stylist Society? Okay, so what prompted me to start? Um, actually, it was the the transition from, um, it, it, and I actually started it in the process of the COVID, right? Because right. I'm like, okay, right. I need to start transitioning. I've taught so many different people along my journey, and I've had so many different assistants that I've been impactful in their lives and to see their growth where they are now. And I've actually done a lot of business consults, you know, consulting, like with other businesses, like, you know, 
whether it was a candle business or whether it was somebody that had a fitness business or a moving business or a food business. Like I've literally had my hands in so many people's lives that I've touched. And I'm like, wow, why can I just not share this with the world? Like I need to find something else to do to where it can expand, right? And it's not just here in my little bitty city, but it goes beyond and it reaches beyond. If I'm changing all these people's lives, if they're getting vision when I talk to them, how in the world am I going to stay right here? I want to reach more. And then in the process of doing that, I've, I've thought about it. I said, okay, let me see how can I be benefit, you know, beneficial. Now, I could literally be a business consultant, period, right? Because I've been in business. I've, had, I've owned a successful business for 10 years. But I said, I want to have a niche. And I've seen so many different people that are in going into the sweet industry. And I've seen so many different people that are actually going into um uh, uh, also the, um, industry of, uh, from, from they're, they're scared from going, coming from, I'm sorry, commission-based and booth rental salons and going into something of their own. So I kind of had like a little, I'm not going to say a burden or a concern for those who are transitioning and knowing how to transition successfully, because when you're coming from a commission-based salon or even booth rental and you're going into your own suite, that looks completely different, right? Because now you have to do your own marketing, you have to do your own social media, which you should have been anyway. Even if you're in a commission, you still have to be taking pictures of and, and actually marketing for yourself, your own business. Because who's to say if you want to continue to work for someone, right? You want to have your own culture in your own salon. And so I've noticed that that's what's going on. And I want to make sure that they're transitioning properly, looking at all their numbers, looking at all their um, their foundation of their business. What does that look like? Creating policies, creating procedures, and creating systems that's going to help them transition smoothly so it won't be an injury to their business or to their pocket or to their mind, right? So that's why I chose to specialize in the sweets um, coaching. I was clapping my hands, everything you just said there. (laughs) I think that is, you know, giving people that foundation so that they're set up for success in their suite, I think is a really, really important contribution to the industry because we don't learn that in hair school. No, we don't. And I always... I always say to the marketing thing, I'm so passionate about and just really authentic marketing and making sure that you're finding, you know, those dream clients, which you even said at the beginning of the episode, like there is a client for you. And, you know, one thing I've noticed in my career is that so many stylists want to make changes, but don't because they feel almost held hostage by their clientele, you know, like, oh, I don't want to do this because my clients will be mad. Oh, I don't want to do this because my clients will be mad. 90% of the time, that's a limiting belief and your clients won't be mad. But I think that if you learn how to market yourself and run your business properly, you don't operate from a place of fear anymore. You operate from a place of you know, like, okay, maybe I'll lose a couple clients that this won't work for anymore, but I know how to build my book. I know how to build my business. So that's okay. I can always replace that. Exactly. 
Exactly. And I think that's very important. Yeah, I think like the sweet stylist thing, I was just going to say that I think that it's such a timely thing to be doing because, you know, the world is changing so much and having that for stylists to have the ability to kind of control their own space, I think is going to be really, really beneficial. It's going to grow more than ever. Exactly. And so I'm really grateful um, for it because actually I've been having like people reach out. I've started coaching already and it's been really, really, really amazing. And seeing even the the conversations and the clarity that people are getting and the confidence because Jody, so many people are bound up and chained up for, because of fear. Like yeah. they're so scared and they want to level up. They want more in their business. They want more in their life, period. They want change to happen, right? But in order for change to happen in anything, it's growth. It's a little suffering. It's a little scary thing, right? You know, it's it's, it's scary because you don't know what's going to happen, but it's all about faith. Okay, and so I, I really build my whole foundation of my business on that faith portion and believing beyond what you see. You know, so I think if you uh, plan and you strategically, you know, go with Jody for, you know, marketing and strategy. Right. And then, you know, you come and you plan all your numbers and make sure your numbers are right. Make sure your client experience is right when you're going into your suite. Make sure that, you know, you have that five star client experience. You know, and what does that look like for you? Do you want to be a Chick-fil-A of hair or do you want to be the McDonald's of hair? And I hate to kind of give that comparison, but. Do you understand? You don't understand what I'm getting at. Yeah, you you want to define what what it is that you want to do, right? Exactly. And find that niche. And find that niche. So yeah. So you know when you were when you were up leveling your business because I think this is really interesting. So the one thing that people. I, I hear a lot is people are like, oh, well, I don't know that I do anything differently. I don't know that I do this. And I love what you described in your journey is like a recognition of the steps along the way, right? And that I think is probably how you're able to coach people so effectively because you can look at your journey and be like, okay, this is what I did. This is what I did. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. But I'm curious if at the time when you were in it, was it intentional like for you creating that five-star client experience, all that kind of stuff, was that something that you were really intentional about at the time? Or is it something that you look back on and you're like, this is what I did and this is why it worked? I think for me, it was very intentional. Like I literally, because I, okay, that's why it goes back to what I was saying earlier, Jody, about working underneath somebody. I worked underneath like two of the top professionals in my area. And they had amazing customer service, like top notch. You're, you're, when you come into the door, it's like, hey, how you doing? You know how you go into different places and nobody talks to you? Yes. The simplest yes. thing is greeting them, you know? And so working underneath those those ladies um, actually gave me a foundation of how I want my business to look. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. me, it was intentional. And then plus, you know, truly having a relationship with Christ made it even more intentional because I wanted to treat others how I want to be treated. Because at that time I was having a transition spiritually too, you know, within myself and I was growing spiritually and I was changing. So I started changing the way I thought and a lot of different things. Right. So it was very intentional for me. 
very like to the point to where when people come in like I was literally hey how you doing I'm, I'm the type of person I want to give you water at the door and I had to and see I wanted that level up so when I got to my actual salon that I have now like I make sure you have water you have coffee you have cookies well now we don't have that now because of corona but <laughs> yeah. I want to give that whole experience <laughs> that when they hit that door like literally if you go on my actual page and you look at the experiences of the things that my clients say about the salon and me like it, it's like it's like the same thing like five-star client experience all the way oh I think you that's know? so important and it's because it's so much it's about so much more than hair like when you talk about client experience, it's about that. And that's something my mom's a hairstylist. So um, she's been a salon owner, like I was in her salon. It's funny when you talked about women multitasking. But yeah, she was like rocking me with her foot while doing hair when I was like two (laughs) weeks old. (laughs) So, (laughs) So it's, you know, watching how you can really brighten someone's day. And I think it's, it goes to that place where when we become hairstylists, a lot of the time we do it for all these reasons. But once you start to see the kind of impact you make in clients' lives, just by being that person who's there to greet them and be kind to them and, you know, really take care of them. And you see the difference in someone when they walk into your salon versus when they leave. There's such a parallel with coaching, right? Like, what you can do for your clients. Imagine doing that for other people in the industry. And that's why I got started. It sounds like that's why you got started too. Um, So I think it's like when you talked about working under some really successful people, I think that's one of the perks of being able to work with a coach as a sweet stylist. So if you're independent and you're doing your own thing already, but you can come to someone like you and you can have that person in your corner teaching you how to level up, teaching you how to create that amazing experience, that is so valuable. Very, very. And I think sometimes like we think that we could do it on our own, but it's just like anything in this life, right? We've all been taught nothing that you do right now, you you wasn't taught. Somebody taught, taught taught it to you, whether it was the TV, whether it was um, a, as a child, your parents or whoever, like you don't just come in the, on the earth and know everything, right? Totally. You, somebody taught, somebody actually sat down and taught it to you or you learned it from somewhere. So I think it's important to connect to the right person to help you to um, get to that next level. Right. And don't think about. Yeah, I I cannot agree more because I've actually had to and and actually in in doing this, I hired me a coach, even a coach have a coach. Oh, I have a coach. coach. (laughs) Literally, like we need that. And and like for us as stylists, we are creatives and sometimes we could be procrastinators or sometimes we can be overextending ourselves, creating. And sometimes you need that person to be in your corner and be like, okay, no. You, you should never did that that time. How about yeah. doing this? Or how about doing that? Like everybody needs a coach. <laughs> I totally agree. That's the biggest thing. You know, when I, when COVID hit, I stepped away from my business behind the chair. So I was an independent and I do a little bit of hair still, but I really wanted to focus full time. And the first thing I did was hire a coach and it has been instrumental. Like just having that person in your corner is like, like I can't talk enough about how life-changing the experience of working with the right coaches. Yeah. And so that, then it goes into how you choose that coach, you know, mm-hmm. 
that, that that's very important too. Do they do they actually fit your goals? Like the things that they provide for you, does it causes you to leap into that next level, right? Or um, does it actually, you know, she whenever you're choosing a coach, is she encouraging you? Is she building you up? He or she, you know, is she giving you vision? Because already you already have a seed in the inside of your mind. Is she watering that seed? And oh, is that, that blossoming? You know, because it's already there, but now you need her or him to help you blossom what's already there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that quote. That's amazing. Um, so, <laughs> so what's the best? So if there is a stylist listening to this who's thinking about getting into a salon suite or up-leveling their business in some way, what's the best advice you could give someone who wants to either transition into being a suite stylist or a suite stylist who wants to level up? First of all, the first thing is faith, like I said earlier, um, beyond what you can see. Right now, you probably feel as though, man, I'm overworked, I'm underpaid, I'm working for someone else, I'm tired of this, I don't, I'm scared to go into the next next phase of my business, I want to get paid more. All these things you're thinking in your mind, or you want to level up, but the 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 best advice I can give you is faith to push beyond your fear and a plan plan when you're planning out stuff and you're writing out dates and you're looking at your numbers. Cause sometimes Jody, we don't look at our numbers. And what I mean by that is looking at how you train, how to transition into doing something different or to changing, looking at the numbers, what's your expenses, what's your income where and where you want to go. Okay. So when you look at the numbers and everything is face everything is in front of your face and you're like oh my god I am not making no money or oh my god I'm so tired I'm overworking I'm beat down and I'm only making 50,000 rounds a year or I'm only making 60 or I'm only making 20 I saw somebody the other day and they making 25 30 and been a stylist for years right why is that because you're scared and so I want to tell their stylist to push beyond your fear and actually create a plan and where there's a plan, there is vision. And where there is vision, there have to be action behind that vision. So that's what I would tell that stylist. Like, be encouraged. Have faith. Go beyond what you feel. Write it down. Make calendar dates. Make due dates. If you're a procrastinator, get it done. Stop waiting and stop procrastinating on what's already for you. You just have to tap into that faith and push beyond that fear. So that's oh, what I would tell, them, tell that person. Jody, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like listening to you talk. I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I was just looking too, and it's so funny because like when you said about people who've been in the industry for so long and are still not hitting the income that they're wanting, I just looked up the average income for a hairstylist in Canada, so that's where I am, um, is between twenty three and forty three thousand. Exactly. And that is exactly. so like for full like we are at such we're in such an amazing industry for being able to control your own career. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know, like this all sounds amazing, but like I'm stuck making, you know, barely any money. Like take Chantel's advice. It's really, really good advice. So when people want to find out more from you, where can they find you? Where is the best place? 
The best place to find me is Instagram um, or Facebook. Um, I am actually currently building out my website. And so you could go in there and, and even I'm giving out, you know, clarity calls, uh, clarity coaching calls for free. And, um, yeah. And so you could go on there and just book that and by faith, just go and do it. I'm going to book a call with her and I just want to know what can I do to, to, to go to the next level of my business. And I've actually been talking to so many people, Jody, and they all have you. Everybody is a coach. You call a coach at something. Yep. You have so many different people that have these, all these things in them and that hidden talents that they have not, they're, they haven't fulfilled. And I don't want to leave this earth not fulfilling the things that God put in the inside of me or the things that he requires from me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, but that's where you can find me at Instagram, um, Facebook at Sweet Stylist Society. And um, I'm just really excited. Um, I have a membership program. I have courses on, you know, uh, knowing your worth, uh, price method, met- I mean, sorry, price uh pricing method that I created for all stylists or uh, makeup artists, estheticians, anybody in the beauty industry. And so I'm, I'm really excited about what, about what's to come. I'm really excited about what you're doing too. I think that you have a really great purpose and a really great message. And I'm going to link all of those, your Instagram, your website. I will link all of that in the show notes. So you can just hop, like click on the show notes and find these links to find Chantel. I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. This has been one of my favorite ever episodes. I think you delivered so much value today. And (laughs) I just want to thank you. It's been so great talking to you. So yeah, I hope you have an amazing day and we'll have to do this again because I have a feeling that you have even more to deliver. (laughs) Definitely. We have to do it again. I I cannot (laughs) wait. Um, I'm so excited to be connected to you, Jody, because I've been seeing everything that you've been doing and I've learned from you. So you've been on one of my uh, uh, Instagram mentors. <laughs> I love hearing that. And it's so funny because we can learn from each other. I've clicked on your yeah. page. And I've been like, oh, I did not know that. So yeah, I think it's just such a great community to be a part of in Instagram. We're creating a really positive hairstyles community. So I'm here yeah, for it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on the Hairstylist Rising podcast, and we will see you next week.